was great. <laughs> That's a great start. <laughs> no, we're going with it. Welcome, welcome to, to They That Hope. Yes, welcome to They That Don't Get the Much Sleep. The tides have turned. Oh, yep. yes. It was That's me right. last week, it and was... now you've only had like three hours of sleep. So You were so generous. You, you know, were I... mocking me last week, and now you can't even remember the name of the show. I texted you letting you know my flight was getting in very late. Normally we record at 8 a.m. on Monday mornings, and I said, hey, my flight's getting in late. It'd be really great if we could do it later. So you and your mag- magnanimous generosity said how about 8 30 it's the least i could which do. is almost meaner in some ways because i'm going to go to bed right when we're done with this so really you're just keeping me from my sleep yes hey everybody um, welcome to day that hope i'm bob and it's awesome that you're listening <laughs> it's great to be here it really is yeah, how about 8 30 yep that's exactly i thought i'd said something in between that that's exactly what i said so <laughs> you're welcome i hope you enjoyed there that was, extra there was no other option extra hey did minutes. you hear about the blues clues guy that said hi to everybody no. Let's just move on then. What? No, I guess, so you know Blue's Clues? No. <laughs> That's why I want to move on. All right, well, let's not talk about it. Okay, so the Blue's Clues. Apparently we are. Well, just briefly, it was really sweet. So if you ever watch Blue's Clues, this is probably for parents, right? But maybe some of you younger folk, because we do have a good swath. Yes, we do. Of young folk doing it. He, like, kind of, the show ended and he disappeared forever. And then he just did this really sweet video like he was dressed in like his normal thing i have no idea who this is what are you talking it was a a kid show okay and he had a dog named blue and they would find clues and it was like one of the most popular murder mystery murders yeah there was a lot of violent murders on nickelodeon and uh as a kid you got to solve the crime nice and if you if you won it you could get a like a fingernail piece of evidence nice, or something nice, sent nice. you in the mail, but um, anyway it's just this it was just really sweet because he was like hey, you know I'm so proud of you I mean it was like he's talking to like, you know I, you know I went to college and you're doing great and like actually one of my kids watched it and like <laughs> burst out in tears oh, was so touched by it but it's actually kind of cool I thought of that because I was. Talking in that Blues Clues-esque voice. Yes, yes. What, what shows did you watch and, when you were and, younger? And for the record, oh. um, if Bob sounds a little congested, he's spent too much time with Rosie, so as it turns out. The, the other thing that happened was uh, my my son Aiden wanted to sleep in our room because we got in late. So I slept in Aiden's room, which is normally great. And I'm so glad I decorated it. Mm-hmm. But like at 4 a.m., I am just sneezing. My eyes are watering. So when I woke up Aiden two hours later, I was like... Did, did Rosie spend any time in our room? Oh, all weekend. I'm like, great. Because, <laughs> you know, I got like this really nice air filter in our bedroom. And so anyway, yeah, I'm a little bit tired, stuffed up, but excited to be here. Amen. And amen. always excited to be with you. Father amen. Dad. And it's our feast day. Happy so it's feast fantastic. day. Thank feast you. of St. Francis. Right. So recording this on Monday. So that was that was two days ago. Yeah, is St. Francis your favorite saint or is that just kind of stereotypical? Yeah, it's um, he is in the top two. I love mm. I love Paul I really do okay. and and, and I, I probably I actually I was gonna say I've had a devotion to Paul longer than Francis but that may not be accurate because we grew up with friars visiting our home my mom and dad were involved in the Curcio movement which was just a great great grace for them and my family but it was run by friars so we had friars growing up so yeah Francis or Saint Paul yeah. but honestly Bob last night we had the Transitus which is a very simple uh, ceremony of of recalling uh, Francis's passing and. Chapel was packed. Um, we had a uh, veneration of the relics, and it was just, 
It was a beautiful, beautiful evening. It's kind of like Christmas morning. Except yeah. I don't usually do a podcast on the morning of Christmas. But, <laughs> but we, will know, we will this year. We will this year. We just might. <laughs> we'll do a we special That's right. Christmas podcast. My wife would love that. But it was great. Sorry, so, yeah, honey. we're having a big celebration today, all-campus mass. I'm cooking dinner tonight. Ooh, so. what you cooking? Well, it's funny. We were, I was talking to the Friars the other night, and I said, we, we often will have kind of a nice special meal like steaks or something right, like that. Right. And I said, guys, do you want that, or would you just prefer, like, burgers and brats? And they're like, oh, Burgers and brats would actually be great. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. And yeah. um, But we were hoping to play cornhole or something like that. But it's not the most beautiful day out it, there right now. Rainy days and Mondays, Mondays always get me, me down. Da- get me down. Yep. Get me down. Yep. So, But it's, it'll be a great day. Yeah. That it'll is, be fantastic. That is really beautiful. And, it, it, and it's a lot of fun. I was in... Um, I was on a plane watching the Bucks win. Yes, yes, yes. I guess I didn't... I, I watched late. a little bit of it, but... It was a good game at the end of the game or something like that? Well, it ended up coming down to um, the, Patri- the Patriots. Patriots, well. The see, Patriots. you mocked me last week. Um, Isn't I'll this keep, fantastic? I'll keep mocking you. It's Mock what, away, it's my friend. Mock away. About. The Patriots um, were coming down the field. Mac Jones played amazing, the, the quarterback for the Patriots. In mm. fact, Brady didn't do that well. No, I think, he did not. I think there was just maybe one touchdown. Um, I mean, it was a tight game. It feels like every every game the Buccaneers lose another two defensemen to injury. Oh, no, like no, no. our secondary is just depleted. But they held strong at the end, and they forced him into, I think it was a 58-yard field goal. Um, and this, uh, the kicker for the Patriots has made 35 in a row. Wow. It's a Patriots record. And, it, and that interesting Patriots record without Brady. Isn't, isn't that, that amazing? I think it's the only thing Brady didn't amazing? do, you know, which was kick the ball. Yeah. So anyway, he kicks it. It flies in the air. I mean, it has the distance. Doink. No. Off the side. Oh, no. Bucks win. Well, there you have it. So we, I watched about the second quarter with the Friars, and I was just playing like total contrary. It's like. Brady's so overrated. This is so ridiculous. If he didn't, it was a Brady love fest. That's it, it, for sure. If, if yeah. he didn't, if he didn't play so many games, he wouldn't have any of these records. All this guy. I said, I said his average pass is like four yards, and all the rest is running. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say some of the guys didn't see it the same way I did. No, I, you know, I would have, I, I, I probably would have rooted against Brady, but my sister is in Boston, and they're big Patriots fans, so they actually have season tickets, and. Um, they, uh, yeah, so I just always kind of couldn't root, like, against the team my sister was really excited for. So I was always like, oh, the Patriots, Tom Brady. Of course, but once he comes to Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Now it's now it's awesome. Yeah. So they had season tickets, but they did not go to the game. Because? Because they were able to sell their tickets, four tickets, for, like, $3,000 oh, each. Oh, my gosh. That's so they ridiculous. actually decided they went on a weekend. Yeah, that's why not. Where they they flew, they saw the Bengals game, they they saw the San Francisco game, and then they're seeing the that's Monday ridiculous. night game, yeah, and they're yeah. still making money on the deal. Also, they just thought it would be too emotional. They're just like, we can't, we wouldn't know who to root for. Yeah. And and it was good they didn't because the weather looked horrible. Yeah, one of the friars is from New England, and so he loved the Patriots, but now he, he just, he said, I'm all schizophrenic. I said, well, that's not necessarily new, but <laughs> so it, it was good. It was good, but you know, Notre Dame lost on Saturday. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, they had not lost a home game in something like 27 games or something, something like that. So, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I'd feel bad for you, except I realized again this week what a cruel human being you were. Once again, what did I do this time? So I got the first vaccine shots. Yes, needle right uh, in the arm. This is why nobody. Oh my gosh. 
So I am really anxious about it because anybody that's listened to the podcast for more than three minutes knows how I feel about needles. And I send... And I'm always there to support you. Right. So my mistake was I sent a group text to, of course, my, my good friend who's going to vest me for my diaconate, Father Dave Pavanka, T-O-R, and a very genuinely good human being, oh. and Father Jonathan St. Andre. <laughs> this is right. So I said, hey, guys, I'm just really freaking out. I, I just really need your prayers. So Father Jonathan sends me this beautiful text, like, God is with you. He's your strength. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Peace. And then you send me a picture of a crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how, that's what I was doing. I was crying for you. Yeah, right. I was crying for you. It's funny, though, talking to Father Jonathan, he said, actually, mine came in first. And Father Jonathan said, I was going to send some joke, too, but when I saw that you did, he said, I, think, I thought somebody should be compassionate. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. You know, it was funny. The, it, did it, Aiden I, hold your hand? I, really? <laughs> Rosie did. Um, I, uh, my, my wife was there, which was good. And the nurse was awesome. You know, she was doing like all the, let's have a conversation and distract you about things. Well, the, the worst thing she said was at one point she said, so how come you're so afraid of needles? Well, that helped. <laughs> that helped. Let me tell you so, my whole history. So of course, I immediately flash back to being a small child and like nurses. Did I ever tell you the story of why I'm so afraid of needles? Or at least one of the reasons? I probably well, let me never tell, stopped us before. Yeah, I was going to say, going. yeah, I, one of my vivid, horrible memories as a child was, so the doctor didn't um, give shots. It was always the nurses. Oh, by the way, shout out to a good friend, Luis Garcia, who's, who's a fan of the podcast. He's a, he's a doctor and he was in my household. A doctor who listens? A doctor who listens and who also shared with me. He's like, yeah, actually I have the nurses do it. I don't like oh, needles that's, oh, that's fantastic. So the doctor would leave and I remember like, the nurses would just come, like there's three offices, and they would just come all in a row giving all the kids their shots. So you waited a good period of time. It felt like eternity. And then you'd hear two doors down the screaming. Yeah, yeah. And then it would come to the next, and then it was you. And they just came in and threw you down on the, you know, on I the bench. Not, give no, me a break. No, no. Throw you down. They just, if you were like, they, they just weren't going to take any crap. They just, like three of them put you down. Good grief. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. There's a comedian by the name of Nate, Bar Nate Bargatze, something like that. He's really funny. But he talks about they took their little baby for the first shots. You have to get shots yeah. or something like that when you're little. And, you know, they were saying the little baby, he's saying the little baby's like, this is the best day ever. I get to be with mom and dad. Everything's <laughs> what could go bad today. And he goes, oh, it's about to get bad. Yeah. So they go in and they give him the shot. And the little girl didn't didn't react at all, didn't oh, cry at okay. all. And the, the wife is saying, oh, She's going to be such a strong girl. This is so wonderful. And the husband goes, or like she could be some freak because <laughs> what baby doesn't cry when you get a shot? Right. I mean, we're going to hear about her in the news eventually. We just don't know how. So I used to get uh, Star Wars figures every time I got a shot. I actually really wanted to get one. Okay. Truth be told. So when I was little, I, I was horrible at taking pills. So okay. I had to, one time I had to take either penicillin, take the pills or get a shot. It's like, give me a shot. Yeah. I That's couldn't. You can't take, is that still an issue? No, no. When I was little, <laughs> this is so funny. I couldn't take pills. I don't know why. Like they would hide them in peanut butter or sandwiches or something. I'd take a bite and I'd like to. That's this. what I do with Rosie, I by just, the way. Exactly. They yeah. did the same thing to me. That's how I was raised. Wow. So I know. It's different so, in Durango. And they would stick, I would stick out my tongue and there was the pill. So they, they invented these little fancy cups that you put the pill in the edge of the cup and you drink and it just goes down, whatever. Oh, interesting. Uh, so I said, no, give me the shot. I saw on the news last night, and I was really angry for a moment, but then my anger subsided. I guess there's some kind of pill to treat COVID. Yeah. And I thought, 
Seriously, yeah, like that's a few actually, days after. I just after, heard about that. that, that but it's pretty it's, awesome. Yeah, that's that could now, be a game changer. It's um, it's going to be if you have COVID though. Yeah, it's a, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like it's in, a treatment though. It's a treatment, yeah. and um, it'll be huge for people. You know, like when Jenny got COVID, they gave her a mono. They gave her a number of shots, mm-hmm. um, which was super helpful. She recovered really quickly. Mm-hmm. But in other places in the world, where that's not an act, right, right, you know, it's not just an a option, pill. Exactly, exactly. That that will be fantastic. So we just keep praying for uh, the. The doctors and the scientists yep, and, and the nurses and it. people who have to give the shots and get the shots. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That You actually just kind of prayed for me just then. Sort of. Hmm. It's National Hispanic Month across the U.S. And here at Franciscan University, we want to give a shout out to the Latinos for Christ Club. Shout. Out. Uh, <laughs> the students of Latino heritage make up over 15% of our campus population. Did you know that, Father Dave? I did. Oh, well, good. They come from... Where do you think they come from? All over. They do. But specifically, I'm told, Texas, California, Florida, Michigan, and many other states. The Latinos for Christ Club gives these students the opportunity to share their faith with the entire campus through a monthly Spanish mass, a Spanish rosary, Spanish Bible study, celebrations dedicated to Our Lady of Guadalupe, Las Posadas Christmas festivities, and more. At Franciscan, we're grateful for how Latinos for Christ promote their Catholic culture on campus through activities that demonstrate the universality of the Catholic Church. And uh, the uh, the thing they do every year with Our Lady of Guadalupe mm-hmm. is so, so fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's really a, a, a huge blessing. Actually, Father Rufino was born and raised in Mexico. Oh, is that right? So it's, it's just a great blessing to have another friar here who's able to yeah, be able to share part of their history. And right. so it's not just about speaking the language. I think that's something that's important. It's like just because you have the language doesn't mean you necessarily totally get the, you, you don't get the culture. And it's just been a blessing to have Father Rufino with us. Yeah, that is that is a great insight. And that's actually something we talk a lot about in youth ministry, exactly yeah. what you said. Yeah, it's really good to know the language. You you as it, In youth ministry, you kind of try to get to know the language to talk to the parents yeah, yeah. more often than not. But really it is, it's more an understanding of culture. You know, and, you know, something I, that really gave me an insight years ago, I was at a mass where they were doing it in English and Spanish. And, um, you know, somebody asked the question, uh, you know, I had somebody speaking about uh, Hispanic ministry to, to my students. We were visiting a parish and somebody said, well, if, if everybody, you know, they, they, they mentioned that most of the Latinos in the congregation speak English. So somebody said, well, if everybody speaks English, then why don't you just do the whole mass in English? And she said a beautiful thing. And I just never forgot that she said, you know, your native language is your prayer language. Like, you know, it's the language that's in your head. It's the way you mm-hmm. talk to God. And so it's not just about having the words translated. It's that's about the experience of prayer and liturgy and how important it is that you're not double thinking it. You're not trying to figure, yeah. you know, you can just, that language that you heard as a child, that language that you speak with your family, that language that you heard growing up is just so important. A, yeah, that's interesting. Two, two things come to mind. I was in Illinois one time doing a mission, and they asked if I would help confessions with the young people, and it was a Latino group. And I said, I mean, I don't speak Spanish. They said, don't worry, they all speak English. I said, okay. So it was wonderful, and, and it was just like you and I talking, okay? Yeah. But when it came time for the act of contrition, every one of them said, can I say it in Spanish? They said, I don't really do it in English very well. And it's just, yeah. it, it goes to your point. But then the other thing, and, and this has just been a neat experience of mine, um, when I'm traveling or even when I'm traveling with my mom and my dad or something like that, and we're in a foreign country or if I'm just you know doing a mission or doing ministry or something like that, I always love to go to the mass in, in their native language. Mm. There's something beautiful. One of the more moving ones was when I was I was actually in in China, 
won't get into a lot of details, um, but it was at a factory and they had this little place where people could gather for mass. And just to hear the mass in their language mm. was just something beautiful. And then they sang holy, holy, holy in Mandarin. And, and I knew the melody, but yeah. it was just, there was something so beautiful about hearing them speak in their language yeah. and them pray in their language. And it was something really, really beautiful to me. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, it's a great group on uh, our campus. It's, it's beautiful to see our campus. It feels like every year uh, we're just able to get more and more diverse. It, it is, and that's been, it's been a great blessing. And that's a reflection of the church. Uh, right yeah. now, uh, the largest percentage of Catholic teenagers are Latino. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. about 44 or 45% yeah. right now. So yeah. it's exciting. Yay. Cool. So you had a good weekend. I did. So can I mention the name of the school or no? Sure, sure. I didn't get to see you this weekend, but go No, ahead. no. I was at Benedictine visiting my second oldest son, Colby. Do you want to explain also, why your son goes to Benedictine and not Franciscan? Um, because of the athletics. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah. Just reminds me he's my godson, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, he got so much to growing it. Stop up. It. It's, it's, it's anyway, too late. It's, yeah, anyway. So, and, and he's also majoring in evangelization and catechesis. Stop so, it. Um, and it was really great to see him. Uh, sure it was it fun. Was. It was fun to be in Kansas. And <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It's it's a it's a beautiful little campus, and, and Jenny and I had a great time. But it was just good to see Colby. Colby's the first kid we have that like went away to college somewhere. Our oldest son, uh, John, is here, and then our next son is also here. So, um, you know, it's always uh, yeah, it's just kind of tough to have a kid that you yeah, sure, only get to sure, see sure. every couple months. I've so. Actually, I've never been there. Here, it's a beautiful campus. Really but is. in some ways, kind of like ours, it's on a river or something like that. Well, it, there's a lot of similarities. It's by a town um, that's, you know, I mean, a little bit economically deprived. You, do you have a drinking problem? I how, how are you coffee doing? <laughs> all over me. Thank you very much. More rice. Um, there's a, there are a lot of similarities to it. It's a little bit smaller. I would say it's a bit more isolated, though, because... Mm. Uh, you know, Kansas is like an hour, 40 minutes to an hour away, and it feels like we have a little bit more life okay, around us, okay, you know, okay. I mean, but that's, that's just partly the plain states though. You sure. know, you just got cornfields. It's you beautiful know, though. But it's, but it's absolutely yeah, there is a beauty, but if, Yeah, there, there really is a beauty. I'm obviously from Colorado, but Northeast Colorado and then Kansas, Nebraska. How just, was, so. how was homecoming? Oh, it was beautiful. There, yeah, there's something about just homecoming. Yeah. Um, on campus, that's yeah, what we get. Yeah, there's yeah. family weekend there, so okay, that's okay. what that was. But okay, yeah. but it, it's it's the same thing here as well. So we've yeah. got the homecoming where alumni come back, and then the mm. parents of the new students are invited, and it was just beautiful. There's somebody said we had an awards ceremony um, for our alumni on Friday night and a dinner, and somebody said they walked on campus. They hadn't been here in about four or five years, and they said, "I just feel home. Yeah. I just feel like I'm at home." And, and I just found myself thinking and praying about that. That. You know, God bless a person who doesn't feel like they have a home. Right. You know, there's that, there's no sense of grounding. Um, I, I, I use the word safe, not in the whole safe place thing, but there's something safe about being here. So it, it was wonderful. And I, I must say there was a sense of pride with the uh, alumni, the individuals got the awards. I mean, it goes back for students the last 30 years and mm -hmm. I knew them all. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, I think I'm old enough that this doesn't sound cheesy, but I'm just really proud of you. I mean, yeah. what, what our alumni have been doing and what they've been participating in from health reform was one of them. One is a mission in Ecuador. Another is working in mental health in Florida. He's on these, all these state commissions. And that, I mean, just 
So, and seeing, seeing them with their kids, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm like, okay, I remember you when you, <laughs> when you forgot right. to put on pants to go to class, right? Mm. And now you're running this business. It was, it was really great. Yeah, that is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You know, I, um, I helped update our alma mater and, um, I didn't actually know this until I started working on it. Alma mater means foster mother. And, um, you know, you know, this, it's an interesting language for colleges. Everybody refers to them as an alma mater, but it's a second mother, really. I mean, that's kind of the idea of the college experience. It's so formative, and it should. It should feel like family. It, it should feel like home, and it really, is a, it really is a beautiful thing, I think especially about here at Franciscan. You know, I had another college I went to before Franciscan. I, don't, I do not feel... <laughs> The need to. I do not feel that way at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, but yeah, being here and then just what a blessing it is. I never in a million years thought I would end up living in Steubenville, working at the university. It's been just an incredible grace. Well, that's one of the things interesting. There's kind of a connection. The gospel yesterday, or the first reading yesterday was from Genesis. And in the early part, first two, two chapters of Genesis, the Lord says a number of times, it is good, it is good, it is good, you know, dealing with all the mm-hmm. things that are created. And then the first reading yesterday, the first thing he says, it is not good. And that's the first time that he says that it's not. And what he says is that it is not good that man be alone. Mm. And I just reflected on that kind of with our homecoming experience. But, but this idea of um, how destructive it is for man to be alone. And obviously he gives man and woman, but it's not just that. It's not good that a family be alone. Yeah. And, and a family needs to have relationships. And it's not good that our students be alone. And and I was saying that the number of uh, families over the last couple of years, well, at least since I've been back, that have moved, not no relation because I've been back. It's like, yeah, all right. So, but, but have moved back to Steubenville because it's not good to be alone, right? right. And, and they realized that, that they could come here and there's a faith community here. And that, you know, one of the things COVID told people is they can work anywhere. So right. that sense and that longing that we have for relationship. Um, and then ultimately the Lord says it's not good to be alone. Emmanuel, God who is with us. So. It was, yeah, it was just a lot of, it was kind of emotional for me. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a great weekend. Is this the first, did we have one last year? I we mean, did I know. not have one last okay, year. So we this is not, really your first. Well, my first one was the weekend I got inaugurated. So my first. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. So, which was great too, but it was kind of a different. It was overwhelming. Gig. It was sure. a different gig going on. So, <laughs> right. but we, we, uh, the rugby team played and, um, they won and yeah. they beat a larger school from up North. Yeah, so baby. Like that. And the lacrosse team. University of Michigan. Yes, they did. The Wolverines <laughs> went down. That's not accurate. No, it's not. Anyway. John Carroll. Oh, well, that's okay. Still, the first uh, bishop of the United States. Yep. That was a conversation killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, history yeah, never yeah. goes well in this podcast. It does, too. Okay. Depends what the history is about. But, yeah, from this, Baltimore. This was about... The Catholic Church in the U.S. Uh, okay, if we stop. Can't, if we can't Keep roll on going. that one. All right, you caught me. Hey, mid-tree. tell me about, uh, speaking of homes and alumni and classes, what's this thing you're doing? Oh, cool. All right, yes. So this was actually great. At the last year, I, I don't know exactly what, what the time was. So the summer of 19, no, summer of 20 when COVID all started, I had a holy hour in a rosary uh, with my with my team, with my executive team, and we were praying. And I just had the sense from Our Lady that we should pray a rosary as a community. So you're you're aware of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every night uh, at 9 p.m., the students gather in the rosary circle and they walk around the campus. And in you know, faculty and staff join us as well, and they pray and intercede and ask the intercession of Our Lady for the university. So one of these particular evenings, we're in the rosary circle and we're looking up at the J.C. Williams Center. And if you can picture it, there's this big kind of blank wall. 
And uh, one of the fathers of, actually one of the fathers of several of our students uh, mentioned, he goes, oh, you guys should put an image of Our Lady there. And the best follow-up was his wife said, and you should pay for it. So <laughs> he was like, oh, great. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Um, but so so all of that began to uh, the, got the ball the rolling right, started, of, of what started. we have done, which is really, really cool. We reached out to one of our alumni, and, well, several of our alumni. We asked them to create an image. Okay. Uh, kind of Our Lady of, of the Portiuncula, Our Lady yeah. of the Angels. That's unique to here, right? Unique to Franciscans. So uh, she created just a beautiful, beautiful image that we've uh, that is now going to be a mosaic, and it's going to go on that wall. Wow. So as you know, it's our 75th. Do you, have, do you have the image? Yes, I do. I okay. do. Yeah, we'll put it in the link. Well, actually, well, if you're watching the video, I'll like flash it on the screen right now. Wait, 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 wait. And wait, and here it is. Okay, and if you're not watching, that's beautiful. It is. It is. We'll put it on the link. But what we've done is, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, <laughs> for those not watching, yeah, yeah, sorry, we'll, we'll figure because you know out. that's not going to happen. Yeah, we don't know exactly how to. Although, the, the, if you go to my Instagram or the Franciscan Alumni Instagram, you can get information on it too. Or you can also go to crowdfunding.franciscan.edu backslash mosaic. Did I do that wrong? No, you probably, you can just say slash. <laughs> the fact that you had to clarify. H-T-T-P colon. Stop it. I was really proud of this. Okay. So what's it again? Crowdfunding.franciscan.edu slash mosaic. Okay. Yep. Or, or, or go to uh, my, D, uh, my Instagram or the Franciscan. What alumni. is your Instagram? Franciscan president? Uh, just, yeah, yeah, Franciscan president. Yep. Great. Yep. But it's really cool. It's just a beautiful, beautiful image. And it's going to be a gift from alumni. Oh, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, if you're an alumni, it's a gift from the alumni to the university on our 75th anniversary. That's great. So we've already raised it. The, the How big is it going to be? Is it going to be like big. massive? Yeah, it's going to be really big. Okay. We've, the, the total cost of it, and this is what the... the couple that said, oh, he said, oh, let me know what it's going to cost. Well, this is a big project, especially given it's a mosaic. And mosaics are expensive. So the whole project's And getting, mosaics are like little pieces, of, like little of rocks stone, and stuff. Right, okay, right, yeah, right. Okay. So it's going to be about $75,000. So, oh, okay. uh, so I let him know. And, and he made a really, a really generous gift to it. And about uh, five university alumni uh, paid for half of it. Wow, that's great. And then so just we need, actually, I think we're we, we only have maybe about $25,000 left. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so if you're interested in helping out with that and you're an alumni, it's a really simple way we can bless the university with a really beautiful image. And so, that will be beautiful. That'll it be will gorgeous be. It to will come be. in and as you're doing the rosary circle. Yeah, and, and, and well, as soon as you yeah. go to the stop sign up there, at the stop sign at the rosary circle, you'll look and it's going to be this really beautiful image of Our Lady. So, nice. Yeah, it's great. It'll it's be great. our version of Touchdown Jesus. Yep, yep. Yep, it will be. Or Our Lady of the Ecclesia, Our Lady of the Church in St. Peter's Vat in St. Peter's Square, which is interesting. When the Holy Father got shot, uh -huh. in, when John Paul got shot, they're pulling out and was kind of looking for an image of Our Lady. In, in, in the entire St. Peter's Square in Rome, there was no image of Our Lady. Wow. So it was kind of like this revelation. It's like, oh my gosh, we should probably. And so that's if you look up by. That's when they Lord added Corn, it. Yeah, Our Lady of the Church. Right, right, right. Wow. So it's going to be really, really beautiful. That's incredible. But, and, and as you know. I do. Uh, Thursday tomorrow, yes, is Our Lady of the Rosary. Yeah, so that's why we thought we'd share about share this today. Do you know the history of Our Lady of the Rosary? Nope. Oh, go for it. So it was originally Our Lady of Victory. I teach a class in church history, so it's kind of fun. I love church history. And I think it was uh, fifteen seventy or fifteen seventy one. Uh, it was. Um,
the Turks were taking over Spain. Spain. It was a very massive battle that really shifted Spain back to being Catholic. And so the Pope, this was Pope Pius V, because this is after Trent, uh, asked everybody to uh, pray rosaries and pray to our Blessed Mother. And it was a somewhat miraculous victory that uh, the Spanish won and were able to reclaim land that they had lost. Uh, okay. And, um, and so that was, so it was originally Our Lady of Victory, and then it wasn't long after that that they named it Our Lady of the Rosary. So okay. that's actually part that's of, cool. you know, so that they, they really see that feast day as a saving of Christendom in, in Europe in, in that period of time. But obviously, since then, it's flowered to be Our Lady of the Rosary. Yeah, it's interesting. The growing up, a lot of church history today. Yeah, in yeah. Our podcast. That's, there's a lot that can be learned in our podcast. I don't think oh, we yeah. get enough credit for how much people learn. People in our podcast. should be able to get like continuing education units or a or degree. Those things or a degree or a degree. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's what, what are your qualifications? <laughs> we listen they, to they that hope. Hopetometry, a degree in hopetometry from Franciscan University. That's what you originally wanted to call this. I did. It, didn't it was go over a little, very well with you, right? I mean, we didn't. Did we test market this? No. I thought it would be Let's cool. Let's test market. What do you think of the name Hopetometry? <laughs> see, I thought like optometry. You see things. You, hopetometry. You just put an H, and then it's like you see things in the light of hope. It was a step too clever. Let I, us know. I think we're uh, because yeah. At I, I was going to say. I was going to say we're ha- we, we we weren't able to get to the emails because of all that's going on. But the truth is, is it's not me. Bob does. He's just so good. He's such a blessing. Honestly. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father Dave. But but there's a lot been going on. But we also because I think we asked the question previously about cakes and that kind of thing. We need to figure out. Oh, that's birthday cake. So we can do that next one. I'm really glad you said that because I did read some emails and I just got random like yeah, cakes. Yeah, because we had asked about not, birthday cake. I didn't birthday remember yep. what we were talking we about. about. I'm like, why are people saying upside down cake? You know, like, Pineapple oh, upside down cake. That was the whole thing. The best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. But what was the, uh, back to the rosary. To the rosary, yeah. Yeah. So, like for me growing up, we, we would pray the rosary as a family, not, not all the time, always when we were traveling, that'd be a part of it. But I also, like my mother, I think my mom's prayed the rosary every day since just a few minutes before, after conception, you know. Hmm. Um, but she's just, she, it's just been a really, really, really faithful to, but for me, the rosary, and, and I obviously pray the rosary more now, um, it's a it's something that's just familiar. Hmm. You know, I remember, actually, this was kind of a funny story. When my father was having a quadruple bypass. This, sound, um, this sounds like this a, is this is a hysterical. Yeah, you're going to love this. Buckle up, everybody. Yeah. Nothing, yeah, nothing better than a funny story that begins a with a quadruple bi- bypass. Yeah. So, well, so dad is on heart, you know, that heart-lung machine, and, and we're all just praying. And everybody was, as you can imagine, everybody was nervous and antsy and scared. I, yeah, scared. And so we're praying the rosary. And for one reason or another, we were getting confused in the Hail Mary. All right. So we've <laughs> been doing it, right? So my older brother, who at the time probably had not prayed the rosary in a while, well, he was really getting frustrated by this. It's like, we've got to pray this. What are you doing? What's so funny? We've got to pray the rosary. And we're like, okay, you need to lighten up <laughs> just a bit. But it was just so comical because- right. We, we were getting confused on what happened when. And, and then, yeah, another... You mean great, the mysteries and... No, just the Hail Mary. Oh, no, I don't mean... No, no, no. No, I don't mean the just mysteries. Just the words of the Hail Yeah, Mary. just the words of the Hail Mary. Yeah. Which I know those words. Yeah, I, I, do, I bet Bob. you do. I do. Okay. Yeah. But it was funny. Yeah. But it's just, again, it's just been a blessing to... It's, it's familiar. That's one thing. One of the things I love about the church. I love so many things. But the, the familiarity in it. When... 
Yeah, I remember going when my brother was sick and all that. There was just something really comforting about just stopping and, and praying the rosary. And, mm. and I, I love the fact that the students are gathering every evening. And when we first started this, I said to them, you know, if it's cold or rainy or something like that, we could just go in the chapel. And I'm like, no way. We're not going to the chapel. <laughs> We're walking around the campus. It doesn't matter Bare what feet. it is. That's right. That's yeah. right. I actually didn't have... Um, Mary wasn't really a part of my life. Yeah, that's why I was, I was, I was younger. figuring because your father was a convert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, I mean, we were a faithful family. I, I mean, I knew of Mary. It, the Catholic school I went to didn't really talk about her. Um, I wasn't, I knew my, I knew my Nana had rosary beads. I saw them around. I just didn't know what they were for. Got involved, as I've shared earlier, in Young Life when I was in high school, which is evangelical Protestant. And they weren't hostile towards Mary, but they just didn't really say anything mm -hmm. about Mary. And it wasn't until, well, two things happened. First, the catechism came out uh, in my senior year of college. This is when I was in college in Florida. And when I went, I actually found a Catholic bookstore, which I'd never been in before. And I, uh, there was a little pamphlet about how to pray the rosary next to the catechism. And I thought I should probably pick that up too. I remember the one thing I remember about it was it was probably like one, a little bit crazy. Cause on the back, it had like a picture of like a nuclear explosion that's great. with that's like awesome. a circle. That's like, you can see Mary in the nuclear explosion. I just needed to know how to pray it. So that's when I started praying the rosary. And that was the end of my senior year. And by God's providence and Mary's help, Six months later, I'm here at Steubenville, mm -hmm. you know, just didn't even, you know, know Steubenville existed at that point. And that was part of what, um, and I really feel like our, our Blessed Mother brought me here. So when I'm here on campus, you know, it, it's interesting. I have, a, I have a wealth of knowledge about scripture and other things, and then just a complete absence of like regular Catholic piety stuff. Mm -hmm. So I remember somebody was talking to me about praying the rosary. And at the time, I didn't, I didn't get that you only needed to do one of the mysteries at a time. Like my rosaries were like 15 decade yeah. rosaries. And I was like, man, it takes me like 45 minutes to do the rosary. And they're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. It's just a lot of mysteries. They're like, no, no, you only have to do like the joyful mysteries one day. And I was like, oh, oh. wow. That, <laughs> that opens up my time a lot. Like that's really great. Cause I was trying to be faithful to that. But there was this great scene on the, on the, television show cheers so whether or not people remember that show it tells how old they are but right. long story short uh sam Where everybody knows knows your exactly name. sam's having a conversion and he talks to carla and carla's catholic so carla introduces him to the priest he goes to confession and the next scene they're back in the bar and carla's got a rosary and teaching he obviously got penance pray the rosary and he's, she's teaching tam, sam how to pray the rosary and he says, like, I have to say a prayer on every one of these beads. And she replies, this is no wimp religion. So <laughs> there you have it, folks. Yeah, it is. It is awesome. You know, and for me, the rosary really shifted when I understood that each decade was about the mystery. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, of course, first you learn it and it's just the mechanics right, of sure. it. Um, but then when you really just imagine Our Lady holding your hand and walking you through these beautiful mysteries mm -hmm. of the life of Jesus mm -hmm. and seeing them from her perspective. And when you went to the Holy Land, did the, did the rosary change for you? Like yes. I remember going oh, to the Holy yes. Land, I can close my eyes and in the mysteries, I can see these places or yes. in the scripture, I can, and it's just, it was really transformative about yeah, how I the prayed the rosary. You know, I can think about yeah. the Annunciation and being in Nazareth. I can think about the Nativity yep, and yep. being in Bethlehem. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think about the crucifixion and I'm at the tomb of the Holy Sepulchre. Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, going to the Holy Land is such a gift. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes everything awesome. Yep. 
Amen. Well, we just want everyone to know that you are in our prayers, and Bob and I commit to praying a rosary Ooh, okay. uh, this week. We will, for, for you, yep, for all for your, your intentions. For your listeners, and then just encourage you, maybe just to, you know, if, if it's possible, I realize that I, I jokingly say that some of the times when we tried to pray the rosary as a family, it was a dumpster fire, but we yes. tried, you know. So, but, but I'd also say, here's just a freedom. There's something to that. Do a decade. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, exactly. You know, I think sometimes people are like, oh, man, it's like, yeah, it is long. But you know what? Even if just in your spiritual life, it, it's okay to just do. Amen, amen. It's okay amen, to do a decade. Amen, we, th- yeah. These burdens that oftentimes people feel, that's not at all what we want, right? <laughs> that's this not just, what the Lord wants. to be freeing. So great. So just invite us, uh, as I said, Bob and I will pray for you guys. And maybe with your family, you can offer a decade or rose or something like that for all of our listeners. Amen. Amen. Well, Lord, we ask your blessing to be upon all those who are with us uh, in this podcast. We just thank you for the blessing that it, it provides Bob and I to be able to be with you and let you know of our prayers and our appreciations. And God, continue to pour out his grace upon you and your families, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're going to get this right, Bob. Oh, I think I am. There you go. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it. I'll catch up on emails, but please uh, send us a, a note and a prayer request. Hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. See, I remembered how to end the show. I, I saw that. <laughs> you, 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 you got your legs going on. <laughs>